0: Welcome to Soul Desire Podcast, whose mission is to help people integrate their
1: faith into every area of their life.
0: All right, welcome to Soul Desire Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Cottingham. I am so excited today to be joined by Rachel Morlock. Um, Rachel is a graphic designer and artist, as well as she is now a part-time at St. Jude Catholic Church in Peoria as a DRE, as a Director of Religious Education. How are you doing today, I'm good, how are you? Doing great, doing great, so great to chat with you. We've been, yeah, we've been friends for a a, a while now. So yeah, to start off, if you want to tell a little bit about yourself and maybe your family.
1: Yeah, so I'm uh, born and raised in Peoria, Illinois. I have one older sister. She's three years older than me, lives in St. Louis.
0: Anywhere (laughs) near uh, your husband Andrew's family?
1: they live 45 minutes south
0: of just St. curious but,
1: yeah yeah so it's in the area Cool. Um, so we'll visit them sometimes when we go see stuff i went to dunlap high school so the public school and then western illinois for college went there for uh arts with the emphasis of graph design and minor in computer communications mm-hmm. After college, I went up to the Quad Cities. Um, I got a job up there as a product designer and graphic designer at a holiday decorating store.
0: That sounds so so fun. Yeah,
1: so it's basically anything that your mom would bring out for Christmas and Halloween, Easter. And I would basically design the the knickknacks, the ornaments, all that. So I learned a lot about wholesale and what it takes to get all the process that before it gets on the shelves so that was really interesting as creative a job that was it wasn't the best working environment so I only stuck around for a couple years and at that point I was like I need to get any job anywhere and I got a job at Caterpillar as a technical illustrator so it went from like super creative job to a very technical it, it was more it's a bit definitely you have to be a visual person to be in that job mm. um, kind of like puzzle pieces be able to mm-hmm. put things together and visually break it apart present it to people that they can understand so it's like to break down what technical illustration is is like what you instruction manual that you would get like from ikea of how to put things together in a way then i also like did 3d modeling for an app that helped technicians um, order parts and see them. I was was definitely interested in like computer programs that would like three D create things. So there was a part of me that like that does love that technology, computer programs, which is funny because I'm not very good <laughs> computer savvy, but I love the programs when I'm trained on it how to use it. So I did that for three and a half years. And through those years, I would do freelance here and there, very random, but I kind of really put the art side of me, the creative side of me on hold and never had it as a priority as I wish I always did.
0: Why do you think that? Why do you think that you, it's, is it because it wasn't a main part of your career at the time? Why'd you put it on like on a, on the side side?
1: I think sometimes some uh, different factors mm-hmm. for sure I think some of it was confidence of putting yourself out there mm-hmm. is scary and I think that was part of it the other part of it was just like oh I just don't have time there's all these things going on but then at some point I'm just like I've always had a, such a strong calling to the arts mainly because i struggled with school and I I was like I'm not really good at anything else except for art mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily true but um that was always my strength and I don't know, maybe it's part of like trying to prove that I can do other things. I think that was the other thing. A lot of other creative jobs that I tried to get into, like the marketing and the communication, (laughs) there was a lot of rejection because they're like, oh, you're too creative for this. You're not going to like this. I'm like, well, no, I I need experience to get these kind of craft design jobs though. So there was a lot of like closed doors. And I'm like, why? Like, I don't know what to do. So there was a lot of like, okay, clearly I'm, I'm doing something wrong. Like I'm, oh, I'm keep on applying for all these things that I thought I should be in the field I should be in and going all around the wrong way. So combination with like the pandemic and um, I had my first baby, uh, William in September of 2020. And I did go to back to work. I mean, work from home for a little while, but it kind of Boiled down to like, do I feel like I can, can be a good mom and mm. be in a job that I don't feel fulfilled in? Because and how long had it,
0: how long had you been the uh, was it te- sorry technical illustrator for yeah caterpillar um,
1: yeah. It was like three and a half years. Yeah, almost, yeah, almost four. Yeah, it was good. Like I think I stuck with it so long because the people I worked with were so great. Like mm-hmm. the people make your job no matter where you are. You have good good boss, good coworkers, like that really made it. And then especially since I came from a job that was very opposite, like loved what I did, but the work environment was not good
0: and wasn't worth it. Have you found ways to um, still use your gifts and to uh, share it more publicly?
1: I also was reflecting on the, like my work isn't my worth mm-hmm. and my work or what I produce isn't like who I am cause there was so much of like pressure. I'm like, I need to do something and do something else. And, but I'm like, well, work isn't your fulfillment. Work will never work is work. <laughs> work will never be your fulfillment and joy. Yeah. It's a big part of your life and, um, is good important to follow your passions, but, um, it doesn't define your happiness, but if it is in, on your happiness it's good to look elsewhere Mm -hmm. um and that's basically what we ended up doing like Andrew has been such a good support Mm. always supporting this like go full freelance do like try to invest in yourself and see where it goes so that's basically what I did like I stayed home with William during like the shutdown and Try to build my portfolio. Reach out to people. A lot of the stuff I've been getting was for, um, just knowing people or like what you call it Re- uh, recommendations. Mm-hmm. Finding that balance, especially with William,
0: yeah.
1: um, a lot of digital art kind of grabbed my attention because it was so much easier to just pick up a my i pencil and draw my iPad instead of, like, getting out the paints and getting and all maybe messy,
0: that. makes maybe you're more safe time. from uh, William getting into it, too.
1: Oh, yeah. That too. <laughs> That's yeah. what I
0: was just thinking logistically. i have
1: been thinking more into, like, digital art or watercolor, because yeah. it's honestly just a quick cleanup yeah. setup. I do painting once in a while, but I have to, like, really communicate with Andrew, like, okay, I need my time, mm. like... <laughs> more like you, it, 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 kind of me.
0: uninterrupted time is that we were getting at when you yeah. were painting and such yeah. yeah
1: so that's like kind of my balance of to be able to be more creative is like the drawing on the digital work and watercolor um because I've done some commissions for different invitations I'm doing some logos and doing a cup uh I'm doing a digital illustration for junior league okay yeah they're gonna uh sell prints of that for a fundraiser so i'm excited to be part of that because they're a charity organization also so it's kind of fun to help be a part of that
0: (laughs) yeah that is that is incredible uh just a note too we um i'll make sure in our uh kind of episode description or the show notes we'll maybe put some links. Uh, do you have like a website or are there places yeah. that people could contact you? I want to put that information out oh, yeah, uh, that for you as well good. to kind of help yeah, you out I have a website as much as
1: Instagram, Facebook. Um, that'd be good. Yeah. Sorry. I don't think I totally answered your last question. I just kind of.
0: <laughs> no, no, this is good. I, oh, I, I kind of yeah. want, I was going to follow up with just asking what are some of the specific projects you are doing now and you totally went into that so that's that's awesome okay. yeah we'll add definitely add the. well can you maybe verbally you can tell people in case they aren't going to look at the notes uh, where they can find you maybe on facebook
1: yeah uh rachel morlock designs um should be the same like on instagram facebook okay uh, pinterest cool. Um, I finally had all of them the same, and then I bought my own domain name, so I was like, I'm legit, (laughs) instead of going off the domain um, I've had for a while.
0: Connecting back with, uh, because I know that you and your husband and your family, you're uh, both Catholic, and uh, the Catholic faith is important in your life. Has that always been the case for you uh, growing up, especially maybe going back even to high school time when you were talking about struggling in school but finding art? Uh, Where were you with your faith journey then?
1: Faith journey in high school was good. I mean, I was very active in youth group. And I think also like art also was like a good outlet to be able to communicate your feelings, I guess, or understand like, I couldn't write a paper and have it grammatically correct, but I could (laughs) draw a painting or whatnot and have some kind of message conveyed that way. And also there, it was just like a nice relief to do art back then. Cause it was just like, oh, there's not like technically like wrong. So you can't be necessarily wrong with a drawing. It's your drawing. Yeah. But with religion, yeah, I definitely did like lean on my faith. This was just like navigating high school of like identity and struggling with confidence and figuring out confidence in the Lord. So I think that really helped me emotionally like uh, direct me in a way. But then classic college mm-hmm. <laughs> happened and I was did go to the Newman Center a little bit in the very beginning, but I think I got to a point of like, I know I believe this because of my family, but do I believe it because of me or is it because this is how I was raised? So I think that's a classic college thing. A lot of kids do. And, but instead of searching for answers, I just kind of put the question out there and didn't pursue anything and just Mm. more pursued what I wanted when I wanted type thing. And, um, really drifted away for the past the next four or five years yeah I I just kind of did whatever I wanted and thinking like Mm -hmm. I'm not hurting anyone else but looking back I I really did hurt people unintentionally or maybe Mm -hmm. it wasn't like obvious of hurt but just like when people say I'm just doing what I want I'm like you can't because you your life affects other people we're Mm -hmm. all connected in some way you might not see it but you do and a lot of my actions I thought like I'm not affecting anyone else, but me, but it is. Um, anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, And I think just what God called me back was, I think I've felt God the most in my lowest of moments. And I think you've talked about this on your podcast or you've said of like, you feel God through your pain and struggle. And I think I not necessarily hit rock bottom, but I have looked at my life. I'm like, I'm not happy in my career. I'm not happy in my relationships. This is not where I thought my life would be. I thought I would be on the path to marriage, having kids, or, or something, or in a career that I was happy with. But instead, it, it just it was this roller coaster ride every single day. And I just got out of a relationship. And I was, like, really excited about this guy, even though we only dated for, like, a couple of months. And I was like, oh, I can see a possible future. This is going to be hey. great. And I think I was putting a lot of value in relationships. And so that ended. And I, I had, like, I, like, I call it a my most mature prayer ever um, was basically like demanding God, my husband. <laughs> <I> <laughs> how was, did like, that, how did
0: that sound?
1: I was sobbing for one. And yeah. I was like, you will deliver my husband. to me. <laughs> And I also, I was honest. I was like, I know I have no ground to m- demand this. I know I have not been living my life for you in any way. And at that point too, I was like thinking about going to church and I think I randomly did.
0: Were you, not going as frequently to church at this time during this stretch no. or okay yes yeah, yeah, I mean, clarify really,
1: yeah really random time I would go throughout right. college um it was like kind of living a two <laughs> a double life in a way yeah. like I would sneak away to go to church <laughs> so I'm, your other I'm, friends
0: wouldn't know Yeah, <laughs> I
1: mean, like, going? I'm going out I'm gonna get coffee or something and I would go to church <laughs> Just because I don't know, it's just silly. Yeah. Like I don't
0: know. No, that's that's that that's the honesty in your heart, and you talked about that, that longing and that aching in your heart, which, which I know that uh, Drew Isabel and I spoke about in the last podcast, and that's like that. That's where it's 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 tough to be in those moments because it you're wondering why God, why? But just think about what He was allowing you to experience. Is He was allowing yes. you to experience the rely having to rely on Him rather than yourself for for your yeah. life, yeah, the life that you're living.
1: Yeah. And that's a very hard thing yeah. to learn, like the confidence in the Lord versus confidence in yourself. That's, I'm still struggle with that sometimes, but with that, my very mature prayer, I was <laughs> like, I was being very specific. Cause I've heard like sometimes like, Oh, it's good to different prayer. Like just put it out there and he'll fill in the blanks and the details, just kind of put your prayer out there. But then I also heard of, being very specific and very intentional. So I was like, I'm going to be intentional. And I was like, basically did a list of what my ideal husband would be. <laughs> and it would be like, even to his looks, I wanted him to be a couple years older than me, taller than me, <laughs> like very, very shallow at times, but also like no, I his family crazy. to be important. Mm. Uh, into sports active like me um and then I'm like even then lord like that is so vague and I'm so so dense clearly because I've lived my past five years just I don't know what I'm doing and just floating along and there's a point that sometimes that's good but I was just <laughs> that was all I was doing though just floating along um, with no intentionality behind it and so as like, I want something specific and If you were like a good guy, you are going to be very specific for me because I'm so dense. So I was like, I want my husband to have the same birthday as me.
0: (laughs) Did you actually put Uh, that down, or say that in your prayer, your your list? Yeah, Yeah, your list. Sorry, your list. Yeah,
1: as a joke. Um, And then (laughs) I, I think later that year, I. That's when I moved back to Peoria. I got the job at Caterpillar, Mm -hmm. and then I met Andrew, my Mm -hmm. husband, and he has the same birthday as me.
0: yeah i forgot you said that i was thinking is that true He's like oh yeah that's right
1: yeah so it's it's Man. crazy and a lot of that people, is that a beautiful story and i'm like Kings, you have yeah. no idea how crazy it is
0: like, when did you share with him that
1: you i heard? did share it with him eventually i didn't want to be like oh hey, hey. so i had a prayer and you're basically <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: like yeah, i don't think i think if i if, if i were him like leading off with that would uh definitely <laughs> turn me away and be like uh that's creepy
1: And then, like, when I did find out he had the same birthday, I was like, what? Nah. I was like, whatever. And we, (laughs) but I was still, like, interested in dating him. And then continued to date, like, a year. Well, two years, got engaged, then got married. Or two and a half years, got engaged, then married. Actually, like, kind of close to our three years of dating, and got married. Um, So it wasn't, like, a cut and dry, like this is him. We definitely both had a lot of growing to do in our faith. And I think it was also good that we were like very similar in our faith at that point. Like we were doing the right things with like, I don't know, going to church, going to Bible study, doing the things, but not, but still kind of like, eh, I'm still going to do what I want in a way, um, but not mm-hmm. fully dedicated, my, like still having that split life in a way. But I think both of us helped to have both lives I don't know convulge I guess or or have it not separate yeah. and, yeah, and yeah, have, yeah. have the courage to have it together. Like he really helped me. Was, I don't know it's just helpful to have someone right next to you and saying like no, we're fasting today and other people might not be fasting and people be like, why are you doing that? But you'd be strong and say like, yeah, fasting and doesn't have to be weird or whatever. And people might still make a weird face at you, but I don't know. Use like my account accountability partner for sure.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, and then when you <laughs> enter the sacrament of marriage, like that's such a deep bond and unity. Like it's even, yeah. I think it's one thing I want to point out to everyone listening to, and I'm thinking about it in my own journey is that uh, whenever we have these type of metanoias or like turning of the hearts toward Christ. It, there certainly is a, a major moment we all can think back to which you did mention, but it's important to know that it's not like um,
1: yeah.
0: everything suddenly changes right then or or we yeah. don't <laughs> revert back to our past. And even the reality is we all are ongoing in our conversions. I, I think it's so important to if people are listening or thinking that they, they have friends who are much stronger in their faith and they just think that they can never get to that point that mm-hmm. it's all about taking slow steps. And the fact that you have a friend or a uh, friend girlfriend or spouse that can really uh, you can do this together I think it's important to have that would, would you say to have that um, unity to have that partner with you
1: yeah and encourage you to be like yeah. it's a yeah not be bashful um, because you might be kind of the odd one out in some of my friend groups but being okay to be that person and not be afraid to live your <laughs> faith out. Cause I think it is also very important to not just have friends in your Catholic circle, Catholic bubble, but also have like the good solid people back to go run home to, to remind you who you are and where you're, what you're all about. Or like put your go- eyes on God again. Absolutely. But, yeah. Um, Cause I do a lot like diversity of friendships and, that doesn't believe the same that i believe in so that's why also why my life i felt like uh, separate lives of having a religious Mm, uh faith life with certain people but then like not say anything about it ever Mm -hmm. other people but now i think it's kind of yeah a lot better and also being like, it kind of with the, started with art and then with religion, it does kind of go back with my art too, because I've kind of felt the same thing with my art of like having that kind of just a side of my life. It always been there, but again, never fully investing in it because a lot of things that hold me back is, or from everybody is fear. Mm. Uh, feel a fear of failure I've always been afraid of like oh I'm going to do freelance and then I'm going to fail and then nothing's going to come of it but it's just like you know what I'm going to try it I've been rejected so many times in other jobs that I'm like well it'll just be another rejection if it's not but I'll be okay even if I do quote-unquote fail with this business Um, but I really don't feel like I'm gonna fail but yeah (laughs) God's, that's God's journey or God's choice. And that's okay.
0: Yeah, you put, you completely put your trust and hope in, in Christ. And I think that's, you're rooting yourself in the right way. And, and again, using, yeah, how is this, this thought always popped, using our gifts to build up the kingdom. I always try to think about that with any, anything, like it's so easy to, uh, I, I talked a little bit about in the podcast with Drew about uh, with music myself and finding uh, just like, maybe not, yeah, not finding time, not thinking it's worth doing maybe I'm not that good at it or like, what's the point of even just yeah. pursuing it when I, yeah. But I, there, when there's that, um when God puts something on your heart and you ignore it, I feel like he continues to to push to the yeah. point where you know that this is what you're called to pursue. So it's, it's I, I just find it so beautiful that um through everything, art like has still remained an important part of your life because it's a part of who you are. It's part of how you probably pray too, right? Would you say that it's part of your, i mean so obviously- much
1: more during the pandemic like so like pregnant through a uh, majority of the pandemic uh, or, or 2020 um so i mean we had time more at the house and more i'm like okay i'm gonna draw more and then during like the pregnancy there was a lot of like i don't know i feel like a lot of people don't talk about fear and anxiety <laughs> I've been, like birthing a child, being a parent, um, your body's changing so much so fast. And it's just like, wow, like this is so much. So a lot, I've get, been getting a lot of images of Mary um, mm-hmm. during 2020. So I have like a lot of sketches, not fully finished, but of her, whether she's pregnant or holding a child, but just this whole idea of her saying yes and acceptance and giving of her child up of like that ultimate sacrifice of like saying goodbye to your child of having that like yes this child is mine but also this is like eventually when he gets older like it's out of my hands like anything could happen I'm a big worrier sometimes too so like having that idea of like anything can happen and it's going to be okay if like because there was a lot of fear like or you think of the worst possibility sometimes when you're pregnant of just like what if I lose this child? Oh my gosh. Like, what was that? Like, is that normal? Is that normal? Like what's normal? I don't know. So I think that really helped me feel at ease of saying like, it is all right. If something terrible like that happens, like it's going to be okay. And we're going to offer it up to God. And, and the sacrifice of like motherhood, like it's, it's love. That's what love is. Like, I will sacrifice a lot for my husband, but I will sacrifice so much more for my baby. Um, and I feel like I never fully I've heard that so many times from other people, but you don't fully experience that until you're actually in the moment. Yeah. It's (laughs) something
0: that anyone of, uh, of myself and anyone else that has not had a child can never completely understand that, that connection that a mother has with, with her, with her baby yeah it's beautiful what you shared is so beautiful
1: also yeah. my downfall like I'll start so many pieces That's
0: okay I'm just I'm not <laughs> trying to never. call you out I was just wondering <laughs> no no
1: no you're fine but never finish I'm like oh I have this idea this idea but like I was happy at least that I put pen to paper okay. or whatever, and, yeah. and started it and there's a few that like are somewhat rough but then there's all there's it's always hard to decide like yes this piece is finished mm. because sometimes you don't want to be too fussy with it and I love like rough seeing the rough sketches of other artists and just the texture of their brush strokes and Mm. all that so then I need to let that be the same for my art of like it doesn't have to be perfect like just put it out there and um, it'll be okay and that's the other thing that I've been trying to do in the past year of like at least posting on Instagram that's all the way I could share at this point, because for the longest time before pandemic, I, I would go to like all these art shows around town and support other local artists and stuff and started beginning like a little community um, of knowing different artists in Peoria. And they like were aware that I was a designer and like I would paint and draw also, but they never saw any of my stuff. And I'm like, I look like such a groupie, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like going to everyone's art shows, but never producing anything myself. Yeah. So I'm really trying to do that this past few
0: years. (laughs) Good. I think that's really important. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about uh, your creative process for when you do uh, sit down and work on art? Like, how does that, what kind of setting do you need? What time of day do you like to do it? I
1: don't really know if I have a process. That's
0: okay. You don't have to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like whenever whenever there's time. (laughs) Yeah, really. Because, I mean, I again, like I have... Uh, such a great support system like Andrew's such a I don't know he's so giving and he's willing to like watch William and like extra even after he gets off work he's mm-hmm. like I'll watch him you could do whatever you need wow. to do and then I also have my mom that comes and she comes twice a week for like a half day even sometimes longer and my dad comes and watches him and um I don't know we William's so loved by his grandparents. Yeah, Um, so it's just been whenever I get support from that sometimes it, like when I do painting at night so, <laughs> I sometimes I'd like to have a glass of wine <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like to relax and not stress about it and just like it comes to the point because I overthink so much I just need to do and just start and so sometimes having like the glass of wine and just like let's go and like do it and not worry about oh it's uh, producing something like oh i didn't finish it or i didn't get where i wanted but like i at least did something today to yeah because like, like you said like you're not like same thing with faith journey like, I feel like there's so many symbolism with art and faith. Yeah,
0: it's a similar um, journey, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, it's a journey. is never gonna, and, like, if you erase things and mess stuff up, but it's mm-hmm. not a mis- quote-unquote mistake, some, you can draw things with an eraser. You can form things with an eraser and take things away. So it's not a negative thing to mm-hmm. cover something up or change it. Um, yeah. And when some people are like, oh, I messed up. I'm like, no, that's, like, sometimes that's part, one of my... Favorite parts of the painting are drawn that, like a quote unquote, a mess up where my hand went crazy or a little bit too rough, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. it um, works. So, yeah, so there are no mistakes in painting sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of, uh, I, I'm sure you've heard it so many times, but I was thinking of Bob Ross. And, um, yeah, well, I used uh, to. Uh, happy uh, accidents. And...
1: Yeah, I used to quote him all the time because I used to help with Vino Van Gogh and I would do one of, those, yeah. one of those instructor paint instructor wine nights and I would always quote that and people like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm like, no, but it's true.
0: <laughs> um, but that was always a fun night. One thing I wanted to ask you is why do you think Creativity and specifically art, visual art, are important for society and our culture.
1: There's like the whole saying of art mimics society or society mm-hmm. mimics art. I don't think I'm saying it right, but do you know what saying I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, and I think that's so important. Like for one, sometimes like people art documents what's going on. During our lives, like the past mm-hmm. year, with the pandemic, there's there were a lot of like coronavirus or quarantine graphics that people produce. Yeah. So that's like art mimicking society. But I think there's so much that artists like music, I'm talking music movies, right? Influence society so much of like you're seeing something and you're visualizing it, like, oh, is that how I'm supposed to look or act? Or mm-hmm be so that has such a power and an influence and it's important to put good art out there instead of just leaving some trash that's out there
0: <laughs> yeah I mean uh, we, we know how our culture unfortunately has shifted so much with yeah. media art like every, like, there's a lot there's a lot of trash out here and it's important to have artists like you that can produce beautiful because when i think of art i think it's like the word beauty and yeah. there's so much of what we call art don't want to get into all the, the different things but that yeah. is not it's the quite at the opposite unfortunately
1: yeah or it's like just propaganda that's yeah just like exactly poetry. yeah i get very fired up with um, <laughs> children's movie like disney movies like if i <laughs> I just have a high standard I guess sometimes when I'm like that's not that's not good message for them and I think it's good yeah. children watching it probably but um yeah I, <laughs> I'll be more particular I, I agree but there's no lesson in this this is silly like <laughs> <There's laughs>
0: what's worse is when we have a message that's mixed or yeah. ambiguous at best because yeah
1: sometimes people like I'm gonna make a I don't know if when you have the I I guess the message first before the story then it becomes propaganda of like this just like you're just pushing an idea instead of having a beautiful story and beautiful art and let the message go through that beauty and let the viewer figure out and interpret like oh like so it's like a journey to for them so that makes what a good movie great same thing with the art piece a good art great
0: is there anything else in closing that you want to Share before we go.
1: I don't know. I mean, I can talk about art all day. So
0: <laughs> I'd love to. Uh, we'll definitely, a hundred percent, have you back. We can pick a more specific topic too within yeah. art. Um, we could even talk about messages in uh, children's movies. I think we can go like any any direction you're interested in uh, for next time.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Rachel.
1: Thank you.
0: And, uh, thank you all yeah. for listening to Soul Desire Podcast.